Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your host, Jerry Evanoff. Jerry will take you through everything he's doing as he writes, publishes, and markets his first book. He'll tell you about his mistakes, his successes, and everything in between. Here's your host, Jerry Evanoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. I am one of the hosts of this podcast. My name is Jerry Evanoff. This is episode number 52. Today is November 10th, 2019. And I think because this is episode number 52, I don't think this is my one-year anniversary because I think I skipped a week at some point last year. I don't remember. Um, With me, though. Not for all 52 weeks. For what, about the last 12, 14? Do you know? Uh, Do you remember what your first day was? June sometime. Oh, this is uh, Lindsay Evanoff. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Um, I, uh, I'm, I've i been trying to figure out, you know, this whole thing about podcasting with all these different round numbers as like things you celebrate, like episode 50 was like this, yay, didn't really feel like a yay type thing. And now episode 52 being that it could be the one year anniversary. Although I don't think it is because I started it like a week or two before I went to Vegas last year, not the week before, because I wanted people to know who I was. Can't you go back in the stats and look? I I can, but I'm I'm lazy. Oh, okay. Sunday. I don't really feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about my stats first. Speaking of stats, um, I am still working on book number two. And by still, I mean, I just started it a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm going through the uh, editing of, uh, uh, it's kind of like revision number two. Uh, I don't think I did a revision two after I had written it the first time. I think I just wrote it and threw it to the side so I could write book three. And this week, I am actually down 834 words to 34,060. Um, and what do you anticipate the the uh, word count is going to end up being? Uh, I'm hoping to get to 60,000. Oh, okay. Um, I have 40 chapters. Uh, I'm on chapter five right now. Chapter, well, it's kind of like chapter five slash chapter six. Um, I figure if I can add 1,000 or so words each week, um, I don't think it's, it's not gonna be a thousand each chapter. It's more like two to 300 per chapter. I don't really feel like, like doing the math to see if that'll get me to 60,000. I'm just going to say 60,000 and, okay. and go from there. Um, <laughs> it's this Sunday morning. Has, I'm not going to math either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no bad. I've had, I had, I, this is my third day and off in a row and I don't feel like getting back into it right now. So how about you? Where are you at? Um, I'm still at 67,673 words. So there haven't, hasn't been any changes in my word count since last week. Um, but I have been working. So that total is, uh, the prologue draft four and the rest of the book draft three, but I've been working on draft two to get sent over to mom. Um, so it looks like I haven't done any work, but I've actually done quite a bit of work. So, um, I, but I didn't reach my goal. Um, remember last week I said I wanted to get four chapters over to mom. I didn't. Um, so far she has one chapter and she should have another one today. Um, so Monday I had my first two TEFL classes, um, and I, I had to get up at like 5, 15 AM or something. So that wasn't too bad. And the classes were fun. The kids are adorable. Um, and then in the afternoon I had to take Oz for his laser therapy. And then in the evening Kian had Boy Scouts. Um, but I was able to work on draft two of chapter nine for, you know, an hour here, an hour there. And then Tuesday I take Oz back to the vet cause he has an eye infection, um, but otherwise, I worked on chapter nine for about four hours. So I'm confused over your drafts. Can you tell me what the difference is between draft two, three, and four again? Okay, so um, draft one is just the story that I wrote. Um, draft two is the story that I wrote, but I'm I'm making it 
the best that I know how to make it with my skill level at this time. And then I send that over to mom. And then when mom does her edits, I turn that into draft three. So whatever I fix for mom's edits of draft two is draft three. And then the only thing that I have a, a draft four of is the prologue. And that's because I was getting it ready to read at your writer's club. So mom's edits of draft three, I corrected and turned into draft four. So it seems like most people that write books, and this is based only on the fact that I listen to a lot of podcasts, will actually write a book, shorts, you know, let's say they're newer like we are, and they, it, you know it's going to take a bunch of different editing, revisions, whatever. Uh, it seems like they write the whole thing through, and then they edit the whole thing through, and then they edit the whole thing through again. And you're doing basically the same thing I did, which was you're working on earlier drafts and then she sends them back and now that's a later draft and I'm wondering that's probably better right I mean for me at this skill level I think it's better because um I I feel like I feel like I don't I still don't know really what I'm doing but when I go back and read the prologue or chapters one through six that or one through five that mom has already done in editing round on and the writing is better if I read that before I get into my revisions, I feel like I revise better. But if I don't, I'm back at the beginning again. Yeah, it reminds me of when I was listening to the Story Grid podcast back when they actually did one. Um, that I would always say, man, Tim, he has a he's really lucky because he's got this guy that he can work who's a professional editor that he can work with as he goes to learn how to write. So by the time he gets to his last chapter, you know, there's really, he's already done enough revisions on it to where it's probably a really good story. And I know that I kind of got lucky with that, with the mom, where I was able to do that and learn as I go. I didn't have to worry about, um, I, I didn't have to find other ways to learn. I just relied on what she told me. Yeah. Um, I was actually, uh, I was going through some stuff from my writer's club last night and I found myself like marking off a lot of the same things that she used to mark off mm -hmm. for me. Like you use the word that way too much. And I remember reading in the um, show don't tell book, uh, and I've read this a few different places now. If it's from a character's point of view, you don't have to write he saw her walk down the hall. You can just write she walked down the hall because we know that he saw her. Saw it. it's his, yeah, his character saw it. So stuff like that that she would have taught me uh, a year or two ago. Um, now I'm able to show it to someone else, and I don't know if I'd be at that point if it wasn't for going through it chapter by chapter with her as I went. So yeah, I think it's really lucky that we have that. Oh, I think, yeah, we're really lucky to have her uh, do our thing. Um, but anyway, so then Wednesday, um, I was supposed to teach at 6 a.m., but I was having tech issues. My student couldn't hear me. Um, so that was kind of a bust. Um, and I had to pick up Kean early for from school because he had a doctor's appointment. Um, but I was able to work on Chapter 9 and finish it and get that one sent over to mom. So I was pretty happy about that. Thursday, um, I spent seven hours on chapter 10. Um, this was not continuous work. I don't know if you remember my tweet that day. I just had a terrible time focusing and social media was just getting to me. And, and it was really silly because everybody, most people are at work. Nobody was really updating anything. And I, then I was getting angry that nobody on social media was keeping me company. Um, 
So it was just, it, it wasn't a total bust though. I would say like a quarter of that seven hours was on social media and three quarters was probably on writing. But I love chapter 10. Um, my main character, she's going through some, some back and forth feelings. Um, you know, she, she wants one thing, but then, you know, her head's telling her something else. And so I need to make sure that it's authentic and I don't want her to sound wishy-washy and annoying. Um, so I'm, I'm really taking some care on chapter 10 and I know when, when mom gets it, she'll be able to look from the outside in and, and help me get through that. Um, and then Friday I worked on chapter 10 for a couple of hours in the morning. I went to lunch with a couple of my friends and ran some errands. Um, I worked on it a bit more after Kian went to bed. Um, this is, this is just a really tough chapter because of the feelings. I have to make sure that you know, the, the whole character arc thing, you know, I have to make sure that she's right on track with how she's supposed to be feeling at this point in the book. Um, Saturday, yesterday, I did housework all morning. In the afternoon, I worked on my book blurb for about five hours. I was going to wait till after the holidays to, um, to start the process of my book cover, but I don't know. I just kind of got an itch to do it yesterday. Um, so I worked on the blurb to get that moving. Um, Yesterday, I was kind of like, well, I like it, but I don't love it. Um, Mom did go over it. Uh, you went over it. Uh, so I changed it around a little bit. I love it now. I know you have some hangups with my blurb. Well, I mean, the only hangups that I have are based only on the things that I have seen from authors uh, or from people who teach blurbs. Like I, I have Brian Meek's course. Brian Cohen speaks all the time. Uh, those are the two big ones. But I've read books. I mean, I, I've... And, and trying to figure out how to write mine. And also, um, I, maybe I'll email you, maybe I'll forward you the email exchange I had with Brian Cohen, who is like one of the leaders in the indie authoring community, at least a community that I'm in, um, on how to write blurbs. Back in 2017, after I kind of just put my shoulder out and stopped him as he was walking down the hall after <laughs> his talk, and I said, hey, that was really funny, because it was, the guy's hilarious. And I said, I have to write my first blurb. Is there any chance you can take a look at it? And he gave me his email address. And then we went back and forth. And what's cool about it is this is something he actually charges people for. And for some reason, he was just like, yeah, send it to me. And so we went back and forth throughout the week. And um, and he gave me tips on on how to make changes. So he didn't write it for me. He just kept telling me, you know, you need to change this. Here's how you need to format it. So my hangups are only with your blurb are only with the formatting of it. Really. I mean, the, you know, one of my things is I don't think you need their last names. Uh, I don't think the reader cares what their last names are until the book starts and they may not even care then. And um, I also think that you need a, an opening hook of five or six words. They, I read somewhere or I saw somewhere that the way it works is the book cover gets them to click on the book, the first sentence, and then each sentence in the blurb gets them to read the next sentence. And then that final sentence, that question that you have, you, you actually have, mm -hmm. um, that's what gets them to press the buy button. So mm -hmm. the, the bold facing thing, um, you know, Brian Meeks talks about how that's something you want to do. I think I have too much bold faced in my blurb right now. I think I just have, should do the first sentence, but I have certain words like twists and things like that here and there bold because I'm just trying to catch their eye. Um, so that's really my only, my only hang up with your blurb is that you just have two paragraphs. Well, I changed it to three. So I put the question in its own paragraph, but I've been thinking about this whole, you know, few words bold at the top. I don't know what my few words would be to, kind of hook the reader to read the rest. And I know, you know, I, I went through the books that I have on my bookshelf. I was looking at their blurbs and the majority of them don't have that. Um, but like you had mentioned when we were texting this morning was, are they already, 
you know, big names and traditionally published and all of that. So I went to Amazon and I was looking at some indie publishers and, you know, some of them have it, some of them don't, some of them have a lot, which I just kind of stopped reading it. Um, I, I don't, for me, I guess it doesn't matter if they have that or not. So I don't know what the statistics are as far as if you have this, these few words for a hook and bold at the very beginning, are readers more likely to keep reading and then, you know, eventually buy the book? Um, I don't know what the statistics are on that. So I don't know what, what your buddy there. Couple of Brian's. Yeah. How, how do they know that that's what works best as far as like the statistics for, if you have it, your book is this percentage more likely to sell? Well, I think what they've done in the past is uh, I think both of them have actually done a lot of testing where, where um, they'll, what they'll do is they'll, they'll set up like they'll get, I know Brian Meeks did this. I don't know if Brian Cohen's in this, but Brian Meeks, what he, what he did in the past was, he's gotten like 10 or 15 people to volunteer for stuff. And then he's written their blurbs for them in different ways. And then he's kind of tested to see who sold what in a certain time period and then changed them and seen who sold what. Now there's more factors than just the blurb. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it genre specific? I mean, in, in the romance community, I don't know that that really hooks. Or, I know for me, it doesn't. Um, I don't care what's in bold. I want to know what the story's about. Yeah. That's the other thing they'll say is they'll say, you're not going to, um, you're not going to summarize the story in the blurb. What you're going to try to do is get them attached to a character or two. Yeah. And then yeah. that's what makes them want to come in and read the story. So like in mine, I, I don't remember mine very well. It's been a while since I looked at it, but in mine, it has a bit of a summary, but it's more about the character than anything and, and, and the main character than anything. So, um, but to be fair, it's not like my book is selling like hotcakes right now. I don't, <laughs> I'm not marketing in it and, and it's really only selling like a copy a week. And uh, until I, you know, so I should I, listen to you then probably not a good idea. <laughs> okay. If any of our listeners out there have an, a thought, opinion, uh, a statistic, you know, did they sell better when they, when they added, you know, some, some words at the top in bold versus when they didn't, um, let me know, email me, let me know. Cause I'm really interested in this. I want to get my book cover going, um, and I need this information for that. So um, get back to me ASAP. Oh, so today, Sunday, I'm doing laundry and I'm going to hang out with my son. I'm not going to write. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm taking the day off. I have to, um, I have seven, no, six. I have six classes tomorrow. One of them canceled. I have six classes tomorrow morning and I have to get up at 2.15 uh, a.m. So I need to go over some lesson plans. Wow. <clears throat> that's a Yeah. That's, wow. Okay, so um, on my side, it's funny because you you said it didn't look like you had a great week, even though you did have a pretty productive week. For me, I did not have a very productive week. Um, <laughs> Monday, I had my normal two-hour lunch, and I worked, I believe, on Chapter 4, and then I worked on Chapter 5. And as I was getting through Chapter 5, I realized I hated it. It was stupid. It didn't bring anything else to the book. Um Basically, what happened is I needed a, a way to show that my character actually had a fiance. So I wrote this whole engagement scene. Remember, I was texting you on Monday about what uh, soldiers call their uniforms. Yeah. So I had, <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of went off the rails a little bit. But um, I had this whole, um, I had this whole engagement scene written, and then I realized after I went through it, and and I'm gonna hold up air quotes when I say perfected it. 
um, that it really lent nothing to the book. It was kind of useless and shouldn't even be there. So um, I just kind of let it go and, and thought to myself, well, I got to come up. All I really need to do is just show that this is her fiance and not her boyfriend. That's all I really care about. So yeah. um, Tuesday was supposed to be a game day. I got stuck doing tech support until 1215. Game day was canceled because the person who was supposed to bring in the games didn't bring them. Um, and then I had a, a big meeting after lunch. We were meeting the uh, the new CIO for the corporation, which was pretty cool. And I really didn't have any time. I got to the place where I was getting my lunch and the line was really long and I was frustrated. So I basically just got my food, went back to my desk and ate and then went back to work. So I didn't really do anything on Tuesday. Wednesday ended up being the game day. We rescheduled it for Wednesday. So I played games during lunch and at bowling for whatever reason. And I can't remember off the top of my head why I didn't leave work until 515 and no 445. I was supposed to leave at four. I didn't leave until 445 and I cannot remember why. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, I left at 445. I didn't get there until uh, until a little bit later than normal. So I didn't have a whole lot of time went Thursday, uh, Wednesday night, but I did go through chapter five to see if I could figure out how to save it. And I couldn't. And it's so much fun to just hit control all delete because I did that again. And then I realized after I deleted it and I couldn't get it back that I shouldn't have deleted it because there were a few things I needed from it. Uh, oh, see, so you should always copy and paste it into a blank uh, page. Well, luckily, the, for later. the Noveler software backs up in two places for me. It oh, backs that's up every good. night in uh, my Google Docs and it backs up into my um, Dropbox so, and I'm now, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but as of a few weeks ago, I'm officially a Dropbox subscriber. I used to use it for free, but now I use, I pay for it and I have like unlimited space or I, or whatever this limit is, it's really big. So I moved my entire books folder that holds everything I've done for the last two and a half, three years. Oh my, no, two and a half years, two years, whatever, um, into my Dropbox off of my PC and into my Dropbox. So, so now it's in my Dropbox, which means it's backed up in the cloud. Um, it's also backed up on my computer. It's also on my computer and it's also backed up every night on a external hard drive that I have plugged into my computer that does a backup every night. So mm. my biggest fear was, am I going to lose all this stuff? And now I feel a little bit better about that. So, um, yeah, backups do backups. Yeah. I just have a little micro SD card that I back up on, but that's it. Is it scheduled or do you just do it manually when, when you feel like it? I just do it manually before I go to bed at night. Oh, you do it every night though? Okay. That's good. Um, you should probably look into some cloud-based stuff at some point, but I think you'd be okay with it. See, you. that's really techie for me. I just don't really understand this whole cloud thing. Well, really, like, now when I look outside and I see clouds mm -hmm. and I, then I picture all this information and pictures up there and I, I'm just, you're the techie one, not me. That's when you I'm come down here, you can show me how to do all of that well, stuff because I have no idea. Well, Dropbox, if you install Dropbox, I guess I don't know how it works on a Mac because Macs are stupid, but if you install Dropbox... <laughs> sorry. If you, if you install Dropbox, um, what it really does is it just creates a folder on your computer that looks like every other folder. So like on my computer, I'll have like my documents and my music and my pictures and then Dropbox. And then you just, you can drag things back and forth just like normal. And it's just, it's in the cloud. And if you have Dropbox on a second computer, then you can open it on that computer and you can, you know, pull things in and out of it. So it's a way to move things back and forth from computer to computer also that I really like. You're making a really funny face right now. You're all cringy. You just said a lot of words that just okay. my brain does not comprehend. Let's do math. That would be easier. <laughs> okay. So let's skip ahead then. Let's go to Wednesday. Let's see. That was game night. That was okay. Thursday. Thursday I did yoga. It was really good yoga. I fell asleep. I almost fell asleep once, which I really like about it. Um, 
You guys really should do yoga. That's my public service announcement for the day. I'm looking for a third one, by the way. I want to do a Saturday yoga because I do Monday and Thursday and I want to do a Saturday that's close to my house. Um, because There's nothing close to your house. I know. The, the, I know. The yoga that I do, except, yeah, I know. The yoga that I you do. Should become, you should become yoga certified and then you can teach a yoga class across the street at the library. I don't really want to do that. I mean, that's, although to be fair, that's the best way to, to, to tell whether I would actually trust the teacher. Um, but I don't, I, I, I need to find a class that has the teacher is the most important thing to me. Like my teacher for my yoga class now, Kathy, she's great. And I trust her. And I know that when I go into that class, I'm not going to be asked to do anything I don't want to do. We had somebody come in like a month ago just to sub for her for a week. And it turned into this whole thing where we had to like balance and I don't balance. <laughs> she's like, do a tree pose. I'm like, no. And I just stood there because I didn't even try. No. What's the point? I'm not there to balance. I'm there to stretch. So, and it turns out oh. the, the teacher of this one, she didn't understand that this was a stretch class. She thought it was a flow class. So, um, so I'm looking for a Saturday class around here where I trust the teacher that I can go to, like I can go to Chick-fil-A in the morning then maybe at like one o'clock, I can go to some yoga class, then come home. That's kind of what I'm looking for. And by looking, I mean, gym, what's that? Does that gym at the mall have yoga? Who? That, that big gym at the Eastwood mall. I thought you meant someone named Jim. <laughs> No, G-Y-M. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, I don't know. When I say looked, I said, I, I really meant, I asked the mom, can you look? And I'm just waiting for her to get back to me. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. So, um, so that was Thursday. And then Friday, I took the day off work. This wasn't expected last week during the podcast. I wasn't, I, I didn't realize it. And then on Monday, I thought I'm taking Friday off. So that's when I, I went through the deleted version of chapter five. And then I rewrote chapter six as the new chapter five. And that's why I lost 834 words this week. It was because I deleted a chapter. Um, mm. What I did was I went back into chapter four where my main character is having a conversation with a coworker and I just, I just changed it to when she said boyfriend to fiance. Boom. I just accomplished everything I needed to accomplish and I killed <laughs> off that whole terrible engagement scene. So I was very happy. Without having to talk about what was it? Douchebag soldiers who wear their uniforms to bars. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. So because <laughs> you know, that's funny because I spent like 20 minutes on Friday researching whether or not douchebag was an acceptable insult um, in the 1960s. Cause this so far I'm in 1967 right now in chapter four. Yeah. And then I, I yeah. asked I texted people and then I went back to work and I asked our IT manager, Hey, do, cause I, cause he's like in his early sixties. I said, Hey, do you know if douchebag was an acceptable word? And he kind of looked at me funny. So <laughs> not sure if I should have. It's, it's one of those situations where if you look at a writer's uh, search history on their computer, they might like end up in prison or something. Yeah, what was you I? You have to be careful what you ask your coworkers. I can't. I was researching something yesterday where I thought I really need to dis, d delete my search history after this. I don't remember what it was. It had to do with, um, oh, it had to do with um, coma patients and how to tell if someone was in a coma. And then I ended up talk, reading a lot about um, morphine, and um, mm. I thought, wow, this is, wouldn't look good if if somebody ended up dead right about now. It wouldn't look good for me. <laughs> when I was writing my story, uh, this was back in the spring. Uh, it was like midnight and I just wanted to finish this chapter and I was getting a little delusional, but it was a chapter where the two main characters are kind of making out and, you know, she's kissing him. And I literally Googled, what do men taste like? Oh God. The answers I got were Jeffrey Dahmer like. And then I said, you know what? That's it. Going to bed. I did. I should have cleared my search history maybe, but I didn't. That's really funny. <laughs> never, never, ever. Google that. Um, you need to you need to use incognito mode um, on Google <laughs> Chrome because 
you could probably save yourself a, a lot of um, explaining to policemen um, <laughs> using incognito mode. Um, okay. So then I noticed something while I was going through my chapter five revision and I thought it was kind of funny. I didn't do this on purpose, but it turns out that in the three books that I've now worked through a second revision on, all of my inciting incidents take place at the end of chapter five. In my first book, um, my couple, they were chased into the past and that's when the whole thing started in mm-hmm. my, um, origins book, my free novella. That's where he has little, his little meet cute with the, the main character or the, the female main character. And now in this one, she has her issue where she has something happen to her that is going to basically kick off her whole story. And I started thinking, wow, chapter five, is that too late in the book? And then I realized I didn't care cause it's my book. And, um, <laughs> then I looked at the book that I wrote book three, which I haven't actually went through and edited yet. And it's the same exact thing at the end of chapter five, something happens that kicks oh. off the entire story. I don't know. I'm not really doing that on purpose. It just keeps working out that way. Um, That's interesting. I wonder why. I, I don't know. I know that I look at this like Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's how I write my books. Honestly, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark is he's running through the woods. He gets into the cave. There's a whole action scene where he has to escape from the rolling rock and then he gets out of the cave and the bad guys have him. Then he gets away. He eventually gets away. So in all of my books, the opening couple chapters, one, maybe two chapters are some action thing that happens to my character. It's like, I want to catch their eye. So this is what I do. And then the next couple chapters are always in terms of the hero's journey, the, their normal life. But then at the end Mm -hmm. of chapter five, for whatever reason, that's when I go into my inciting incident. I'm going to look at my chapter five and see what I have. Yeah, that would be interesting. Okay. So yesterday came. And the problem with yesterday was I did not do anything. I barely left my house. Why is that a problem? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is that a problem? Well, because I go to Chick-fil-A on Saturday mornings and I write. And I didn't do that. So like I I feel like I wasted a day and Hmm. I feel guilty about that. So like I I literally watched almost the entire third season of The Office yesterday. Okay. Yesterday was not a waste then. Okay. It was a very productive day. (laughs) I got to, um, I forget what the episode was I got to, but I had like four left before the end of the season. And then I decided last night I was going to go through a bunch of the writer's club um, stuff that I hadn't gone through, even though I'm not going this month because I'm going to Vegas next week. um, I just wanted to get them done. And um, there are certain people who I haven't returned anything to in the last six months. And I feel like I owe her. So I went through all of the stuff from her that I have and and I need to give Mm. it all back. So um uh, because by the way, it's my favorite story that anyone's reading in that writer's club right now. So I, I feel like I, I need to go through it. So, yeah. Um, I, I, but I started thinking, like I said, is there some guilt there? Um, I always wonder when I'm doing that, let, let's say it's, it's, um, it's a Saturday and I do go to Chick-fil-A and I finish one chapter and it's like 1130 in the morning. And I'm like, I think I'm ready to leave. And then I start thinking, well, do, do the like, successful authors, the, the ones who are like the six figure authors, or even the ones who will post on um, the 20 books thread on Facebook, how, hey, I, you know, my first book, I'm up to $1,000, you know, I made $1,000 last month, or I made $100 last month. Do they do that too? Like, are they lazy every now and then? Or are these people like really, really into it? And they really work hard every spare second they have. And then I thought, wow, am I, am I wasting my day? So yesterday, I kind of felt that way throughout the day. Yeah, you know, I got over it pretty quick, but I did feel kind of guilty for a while, um, especially since I didn't do any. I got a haircut. That's what I did. I got a haircut, and then I worked at some writers' club stuff, and that's all. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think probably everybody wastes a day. It's like a vacation. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a vacation from myself. I think that was a Seinfeld thing. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So um, heading over to my news, um, I want to run through my book funnel and my mailer light stats as of right now. So. 
it was two weeks ago. Wait, was it two weeks ago or last week? No, it was last week, last Friday. So nine days ago, my book funnel promo started. Um, since then, and I, I've only sent out one update, one social media update. I really, really struggle when it comes to sharing stuff on social media um, because um, it's really hard for me to. Um, I feel like I'm just trying to sell over and over to my friends and my friends could care less about my book. I think your friends with you are different than my friends with me. My friends for the most part just don't care, which is fine. I don't care that they don't care, but that's just how it is. They don't, they don't care. I have a small handful of friends that care, a small handful of friends that I pester and they still don't care, but they might share something. And then a handful of friends that I don't even know if they look at my stuff. Um, so I think it just it just depends on what's going on in their lives. Well, your friends have done more for me in my book career than my friends have. Like your friends it's are the all- the same handful of friends who do for me too. Yeah. It's, it's just the other handful of friends that don't. Well, I've never even met your friends, which is kind of, I'm very happy about that. You know, I, I appreciate what they're doing. <laughs> um, and I'm friends with all of them on Facebook now and I've never even met any of them. So it's kind of fun yeah. to, to see that. Um, so in terms of email subscribers, I've actually, it's gone up since I, before we started, I told you it was 152, right? Yeah. I'm at yeah. 154 now. I just refreshed. Oh, so I have, nice. I have 46 new email subscribers as of now. Uh, my plan is um, next Monday, a week from tomorrow, I'm going to send out another email to my newsletter um, reminding people, if you didn't get a chance to go um, uh, and click the link, please do. Um, hopefully, I can get some more um, people to download because if I go over to, to my book funnel page, let me just refresh. I have uh, 115 clicks and I have 67 claims. So if I just do some quick math, because you said you wanted math, let me just open up my calculator because I'm not- Well, good. math is just better than computer stuff. Yeah. I'm not doing this in my head. So 67 divided by 115 is 58%. So I've gotten 58% of the people who have clicked my cover have um, downloaded or at least downloaded the book. I don't know if they're going to read it or not. So she sent out, the person who ran this promo sent something out a couple days ago with stats. So let's just say of the of the 5494 clicks on all the books, 2809 have been claimed and that percentage is 51%. So my percentage of claims to clicks is higher than the overall percentage of claims to clicks. That's good. I guess that's good. I mean, there's how many people in this thing? I think there's 44 people in this. So just doing some quick math. What is that? About uh, 5,400. So 115 of mine. So my percentage is a lot less, but I also have a lot less people that I'm sharing it to than I bet a lot of the people in this thing. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing pretty good for my first one and there's still three weeks to go, right? 21, 30, yeah, three weeks to go where people, I'm sure, not just me, but people are sharing this over and over. Um, one thing I learned about this, I picked the share date of November 1st, 2019. And I'm starting to wonder if other people picked, like I'm going to do it on the 9th. I'm going to do it on the 12th. That way it's all staggered to these different lists. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm seeing a steady growth in my subscribers. I will tell a funny story. I was walking uh, early work on Thursday morning. I was walking to go get something to drink. And I, every morning now I'm getting an email sent to me from MailerLite saying, here's your subscriber count. Uh, update. If you get a change to your subscribers, you get an email. So for a long time, I never got an email. And over the last nine days, I'm getting emails every day. So I, oh. I, I hear my phone ding and I'm like, oh, there's my subscriber count. This is exciting. And I open it up and it said new subscribers, zero unsubscribes one. Oh, geez. Like, Damn it. <laughs> but other than that one, like this morning, it was like new subscribers, eight unsubscribes, zero, things like that. So um, it's been really fun. It's been really fun so far to just watch the subscriber count go up and up. Um, and those are my book funnel stats. So that's where I am right now. And I will say that 
I signed up for another one. I signed up for one on Story Origin, um, and that one starts Friday, November 15th. Um, but I chose Monday, November 18th as the day that I'm going to share for the first time. And I've decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to type an email to my newsletter that says, here's my story origin promo. Here's the link to it. And as of right now, there are 76 different books in there that can be downloaded for free, which is a giant number. I I love it because it means that's a lot of email, um, newsletter subscribers. They're going to see a link to this thing. But I'm also like, is that so many that a lot of those people won't even click on my book? But, you know, the one I was just in had 44 and maybe that's too many for people to click on every book. I have no idea. So I'm really excited about doing this. So what I'm going to do in that email newsletter is I'm going to say, here's my new one. There's 76 books in here. So even if you clicked on the the book funnel one, you can get different books in here. So please go to it. And then if you didn't get mine, you can get it from here. And by the way, if you didn't go to the book funnel one the first time, here's the link to that one. So I'm, I'm really yeah. throwing out like 120 books for people to go download for free. I mean, you know, you wouldn't have to read, you wouldn't have to buy a book for like a year <laughs> if you went and just downloaded all these books. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm really happy to, to be able to do that. So that's, that's where I am with the promos and that one runs, I think for a month, that one goes to December 14th or something like that. So I'm hoping that it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how many clicks you get with having 76 books available versus 44. Yeah, that's true. And I'm wondering, that's like I said, that's, you know, almost twice as many newsletter subscribers, assuming that the average is the same per person. I don't know if it is or not, but, um, and, and I'm hoping that that maybe my mailing list goes up. It'd be nice to come out of both of these promos with like 300 subscribers, which, yeah. you know, right now I'm at 154. Uh, I've gained, like I said, I've gained 45, whatever that is. 50, math is hard, apparently. 55. I've gained <laughs> 55 subscribers so far in the first week or so. It'd be nice to gain another 55 in this one and then maybe another 100 in the other one. And like I said, I yeah. with about 300 subscribers so that when my book two is ready, you know, I've got a decent little list to send it to. Um, I, had, I have 42 right now and I'm hoping to get to 100 before I release my cover. That's my goal. Um, boy, how are you going to do that? That's tough. I don't know. <laughs> maybe oh remind me remind me um before next remind me next week on the podcast and i'll somehow include you in my newsletter okay i don't know how yet but i'll come up with something because i don't want to take away from and, the other stuff but i'll come up with yeah something. yeah just a yeah you know, you're a romance reader follow this author she's new and yeah our names are the same but she's not related to me i promise yeah. <laughs> probably won't go over well. or something yeah or something or they'll, then they'll listen to the podcast and be like oh wait they're brother and sister yeah no wonder Um, so, okay. So, um, I wanted to talk about, um, my 20 books Vegas trip coming up this week. I'm very, very excited about this. Um, I have a whole lot to talk about here. Why don't you go first with your news and then I'll finish up by, um, by, cause this is going to take me a while to talk about, and I've been talking for a long time and I want to get a glass of water real quick while you're talking. So, okay. Well, um, so our merch has been launched, um, we have t-shirts, we have long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, polos, and zip-up hoodies. I think that covers it. And there's quite a few colors uh, to choose from of each one. And we'll put the link in the um, to the site in the show notes. So basically, click on the link, pick out what you want, put in your credit card information. It'll be shipped directly to you. Um, the designs are really cool. One note, though, for the polos, 
the picture shows the uh, you know new author podcast on the front pocket and then a giant picture, our cartoon, there on the back. Um, the polos are a little different. They're going to shrink down the cartoon and they're going to make it all fit on the left breast pocket. So it's not going to have that humongous picture on the back because it's not really the style of polos. Um, however, when I was setting up the site, I couldn't put two designs on the same site. So that's why the polo looks like everything else. But I promise you when you get the polo, it's it's not going to be like that. It's just going to have the little picture on the pocket. So um, yeah, click on the link in our show notes and go get some new author podcast garb and wear it proudly and get our names out there. Help, help us out a little bit here. Um, also, Jerry, I think Jenna Moresi is listening to us. Really? I do. So do you remember a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we talked about my procrastination and I wanted to um, stop using social media so much during my writing time, which clearly didn't work out on Thursday. Anyway, not long after that, maybe a week or two after that, Jenna posted a YouTube video called 10 Hard Truths About Being a Writer. And one of the things that she does is she scolds those who procrastinate. I think... Hey, Jenna, if you're listening, how's it going? Hope everything with your second book is going well. Um, Keep listening and talk about me. Talk about Lindsay Evanoff on your YouTube channel. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Again, I will say she has mentioned my name twice on her YouTube channel. Yeah, she's never mentioned my name. What the heck? Well, I was paying her at the time. Oh, I don't do that. But I do listen to her. I do watch her YouTube videos and... Um, and I enjoy them a lot. Yeah, I actually so. watched one last night. I hadn't watched one in a while, but I watched one last night. I, I don't think it was the 10 hard truths, but it was very similar. And I don't remember what it was now. I'm going to have to go back into my YouTube history and, um, try to figure out what it was because I watched, I, I remember, I remembered why I enjoyed her so much. Cause she's fun. And, yeah, um, she's really fun. And I, I like, I was watching one of her, another one of her videos last night and, I don't remember which one it was now, but it was like, you know, there is no hard, fast rule for writing a book and getting it to sell. You know, you're going to get advice from a lot of different people. And and again, I'm paraphrasing here. She basically said that maybe what I'm saying isn't going to work for you, you know, so I appreciated her honesty there. Um, but she she's really fun. And I like how she always have count has countdowns. It's easier to listen to because she's counting things down. Um, so. it, by the way, the one I was watching was the 10 hard truths of being a writer. So I was watching the same oh, one. Okay. And I remember the, the funny thing about listen, watching her countdown videos is she would, she would, this is maybe a year ago. Um, she would post something like, you know, the 10 things that I hate about a male protagonist. And I would watch it just like, just cringing, like, Oh my God, please don't say something that I did. Please, please, please don't say something that I did. And I think I did pretty, I think there were probably once in a while it, it would hit something and I would just like, ah, I'm not changing mine. But it, it was always funny to watch those as I was writing my very first book. I, I read a lot about like, um, chapter one should not contain these things. And one of the top things that drives people crazy is when chapter one starts with the character waking up, guess what my chapter one is. Charlie is waking up in the morning, but it's not like, it's not like, oh, his alarm went off. And so then he gets up and gets dressed and goes and has breakfast. Like there's actual content to it that is relevant to the story. So, and I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing because one of the things that not only she has said, but I've seen it a few different places is you shouldn't start your book with a dream. 
because um, it gives the writer, I mean, it gives the reader like a, a false sense of what the book is going to be about. So if you have a dream, if you have open up with a dream where, you know, he's got the girl or he's in this action sequence and then you wake up and you find out that's not what the character is really like, then it might give the reader, wait, that's not what I was expecting. Um, But my prologue starts off with my character pacing around the room, trying not to fall asleep because he knows he's going to have a dream. (laughs) I'm like, is that okay? I mean, did I do that? Okay. And yeah, it was, <laughs> well, he's not technically dreaming, so maybe you're safe. He's trying not to dream, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's talk so about that's that's my news. Let's yeah, let's talk about your Vegas trip that I want to go on, but I can't. So I saw a couple of people cancel last night on the Facebook group. It was disappointing to see him cancel. I'm like, well, maybe Lindsay can come last minute. She can just come, but then I realized that you have a kid and a life. Like for me, I would just buy the ticket and go. But you have you have that whole yeah. little little child running around that you have to deal with. Yeah. And this new job thing. Right. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm leaving for Vegas on Monday night. I will say that I'm a little bit disappointed that I decided to leave Monday night, get in at like nine 30 at night. By the time I get checked into my hotel, it'll be like 10 30 and that's one 30 AM Eastern time. I'm going to be tired. and want to go to sleep. So I won't be really enjoying anything Vegas wise um, that day. And then I'm leaving Friday morning, which means the, the show will end at five o'clock on Thursday. I'm going to even though it's Brown Steelers, I'm a little still down on football right now. I'm probably not going to watch it unless I can't find something else to do. And there's a there's a get together at a bar called the Atrium, I think Atrium Lounge. That I might just go hang out at. Um, if I don't really, here's the thing: if I don't really meet anyone to where I can be like a hanger on with someone, I don't know if I'll go. <laughs> but it happened last year, so I'm sure it'll happen this year too. Um, Maybe if you go, then you'll be the the hanger on for somebody else. So I learned a trick in Edinburgh. Let me tell you about this trick that I learned. Okay. And it has to do with what you just said. Okay. So it, it's, it's my trick for I'm an introvert who doesn't want to talk to people first. So this is what I did. Um, every day in Edinburgh at the college, there's a bar underneath the, the building that we were in. So what I would do at 11 a.m. when it opened, you know, Edinburgh was, was signed. It had – um. It had these quiet rooms that we could go write in, especially I was all excited to write in the castle on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, but mm-hmm. I can't sit where it's really quiet. I just can't do it. I can't, I need noise. I need, it's what I've said before. I'm better when I sit in a restaurant and there's action going on around me that isn't really happening to me. It's just, there's things going on around me. And I can't, I tried to do it the very first day in Edinburgh. I got there on a Thursday Um, I went into the room where the sci-fi writers were and I sat down at a table with everyone else and I was petrified that I was going to spill my water and make noise. And (laughs) so I just couldn't do it. So I I ended up going down to the bar and sitting and I realized the best way to, to meet people. Now, again, that was a much smaller conference. This has a thousand people. Edinburgh had a hundred, but I don't know if that matters too much. The best way to meet people is go find a table that no one's sitting at, get there before a lot of people. Make sure your badge is um, visible to everyone as they walk in and yeah. don't wear earphones because earphones, headphones are, um, they're like, they'll, people will not approach you if you're wearing headphones. Right. So then you just sit there, you open your laptop and you start working. What happens is people who actually have courage, they'll come in and they will walk up to you and be like, oh, do you mind if I sit or what are you writing or what do you, and then you start talking and boom, now you've got friends. So I've discovered a way to make friends. Very, very excited. Um, yeah, you would be a terrible military family. 
you would be the loneliest spouse in the history of all the military. That's sad. <laughs> Why? Because, I mean, like in the military, we move a lot. And so we make friends fast by walking up to people saying, hey, how's it going? Like, there's no fear. Well, there. the funny thing about this conference is Craig will go on stage to, to the, do the opening remarks. And he actually already did it. He did it in a Facebook chat um, that he did, I think, yesterday, the day before yesterday, where he'll say, okay, people, here's the deal. Walk up to somebody and say, what are you writing? There, I just gave you your opening line. You don't have to worry about that. So then a break will happen and I'll stand up because I'll be sitting against the wall. God forbid I actually sit in the middle and um, I'll stand up and I'll just look around at everyone and I'll go, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. Then my head will be like, somebody come to me. Somebody come to me. Please, someone come to me. That's what I do. That would see that would be more pressure. I think I don't, I don't think I would like that because that would that would just add to the pressure. Well, I, can, I would just walk up to somebody. I can stare at my phone and hope that somebody on social media talks to me. I mean, that's weird. We are very different. I know people. it's weird. Although that's what you said we did yesterday. <laughs> you just stared at social media, wondering why they weren't talking to you. Well, that was Thursday. Oh, yeah. that was Thursday, right? So. That was that was avoidance tactics. Yeah. That that was procrastination. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jenna. Um, okay, so <laughs> that that's my trick. So I'm going to try. It worked beautifully in Edinburgh. I made all these new friends, all these new Facebook friends. I was so happy. I'm going to try it this time and see what happens. Now, the good thing is there are a few people that are going to be there who I've already met and I know. Um, uh, Rich Casey, who listens to our podcast, will be there. I'm going to try to find him. Um, Ron Pierce, who I met last year, will be there. I'm going to try to find him. So that's good. I'm very happy about that. Um, mm -hmm. So let me just run through real quick my my schedule, because this is the busiest I've ever been, probably in a three-day period in my entire life. Um, I have things planned for the evenings, which I never do. I'm staying at the same hotel as the conference at Samstown, which I never do. Um, That's nice. So I'm going to fly in late Monday, Tuesday morning. I'm going to get up and I'm just going to run through my schedule, my schedule. I don't know how to say this word. It's the app that he uses to do scheduling. It's the first five letters of the word schedule. You figure out how to pronounce it. Um, so I have check-in from uh, until 9.30 and then from 9.30 to 10, I have opening remarks. And then I pretty much stay in Samstown. Um, there's five or six different rooms where there's stuff going on a lot at the same time. So like high powered authors is just a panel of, of six figure, seven figure authors. Just sit and listen to that. Um, the industry reps, that means Amazon, Kobo, Barnes and Noble. Um, I don't know about Barnes and Noble. Um, um, book funnel, book brush, all these different things of, of things I use are all going to be there for a meet and greet where you can walk up and you can just shake your, your hand, shake their hand, say, hi, I'm Jerry Evanoff. I use your stuff. And then again, I don't know what to say to them. I don't really have any questions for anyone. So I don't really know. What well, maybe after you listen to the listen to them talk, then maybe questions will come up. Could be. Um, yeah. So right now, now that goes from 11 to 11.45. And then there's a, uh, there's a couple things. Lunch goes from 11.45 to 1.30, but that's not, that you're not in there the whole time. You just kind of make your way in and out because the, the lunch place only holds like so many and there's a thousand people mm -hmm. that have to get in and out. So you go in, you eat, you leave. Um, okay. So from 1.30 to 2.15, I'm going to watch... Um, Amazon data overview, Kalytics. Um, I, that's one that I liked last year. So I'm going to watch that one again. And that gives data on genres and who buys what and what's popular, that kind of thing. I think it's with Alex Newton. If I just hover over, it'll probably tell me that it's with Alex Newton. And it is. Um, and then at 2.30, I'm going to leave Samstown for the first time. And I'm going to go watch something called Researching History for Your Story. 
Um, oh. That's kind of a, I'm not sure about this one. I, I couldn't decide between this one and the one that's in Samsung, which is called making money with one book a year. Um, Cause I really right now only have one book out there next year. I hope to publish a couple more, but I think I'm going to go to the researching history. Cause that's what I'm doing right now. Cause my time travel book is taking place in the past. My novella series is taking place in the past. So I need to know about researching history. So it made sense for me to go to that one instead. Um, the next one I go to is Attitude of a Fiction Author. I believe that's with Dean Wesley Smith. Yep, who is a big time writer. He's been writing traditionally and now indie for like 25, 30 years. He's written like Star Wars books. And I don't remember off the top of my head what other books, but like TV show different books he'll write those um he's a pretty big big name um in authoring author i don't know how Mm -hmm. to say that word um (laughs) it ends with um a keynote by mark dawson who i'm a big big fan of uh and then there's a wrap up so that's what's going to happen tuesday and then tuesday night i'm actually scheduled to meet up with a time travel group of like 25 people i don't really know what you do you go in a room and you just kind of walk around I feel like it's going to be like a speed dating type of thing. It's like a speed meeting time travel people. You just walk around and say hello to everyone and you have conversation. I don't listen. I don't stop making those faces at me. I don't know how to mingle. Okay. <laughs> You're stressing out about it. Wait till you get there. See what the flow of the room is and go with it. It's too much work. Ugh. No, you're doing more work than you need to by stressing over you're it. You're probably right. People are not scary. You'll be okay. People are scary. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, and I think that just goes for the evening. Like, I don't know if that goes to a certain time. I, I, I think the room that we have closes at a certain time, but I'm not sure. It's late, so I could just stay there all night if I wanted to. Um, Wednesday morning starts. I'm going to see something called Maxified Blurbification. Those are really big words. Oh. That's with Brian Meek, so I'm a big, big fan of. Um I have his class and I've watched it a thousand times. He's the one that I was talking about earlier. One of the ones I was talking about earlier with you and and talking about blurbs. So that's one. So these are going to be streamed live to Facebook. They're going to be on YouTube, YouTube after, but I believe they're going to be streamed live to Facebook. So if you get bored um, during your, your days and you have time, maybe you could open up Facebook and watch a couple of these. You know what you should do? You should print out my blurb when he's leaving the room, shoulder check him and hand it to him and say, Hey, can you take a look at this? Um, I'm going to leave that to you next year when you go. Um, I'm going to stay in Sam's town the rest of the the morning. I'm going to watch something called expanding your audience using Amazon, which is put on by, um, somebody from Amazon an author relations person from Amazon, Kamel Dupree Perez. Uh, and then there's a short break and then right to market the 2019 edition with Chris Fox. I'm a big fan of Chris Fox. I've watched all his YouTube videos and I like all of his, his speaks, uh, his, when he talks, I've also read a couple of his books, right to market and right to, I forget what the other one is published to market. I think it's called, those are good books. You should read the right to market one. Um, and the other one. And then we've got something called productivity, which is Kevin J Anderson, who I know has written star Wars books. And he, um, he has talked in the past how he lives in Colorado. And what he does is he, he, um, what's it called when you speak your book? I forget the word. Uh, dictate. He dictates his book into a, a recorder oh, okay. instead of typing it. He walks through the Colorado mountains while he dictates, which seems kind of interesting to me. Um, huh. After lunch, we've got, uh, I'm going to a suspense thriller talk. There wasn't much for me here, but the suspense thriller kind of made sense. Even though I don't write in that genre, I do have suspenseful parts in my book. So it kind of made sense for me to go see this one. 
And then I finally leave Sam's town for the, you know, for the first time, or I guess the second time. And I'm out of Sam's town kind of on and off the rest of the day. I go to something called Westerns next. And again, my novella series is taking place in the old West. And the other two options, one was children's books. I don't write those. One was role-playing games, which, you know, the character that I'm writing right now in book two is kind of like an RPG, um, mm-hmm. but I want to do the Westerns cause that's going to be more of what I'm going to use in my books than, than that one character. So yeah, next you've got, um, keeping a series interesting, which, um, I'm kind of interested in because I'm going to write a long series. And at the same time, there was a fantasy one and a newsletter tips and tricks one. The newsletter tips and tricks one is kind of interesting. I believe it's with Tammy Labreck who I have her book and I've heard her interviews and she's really good about how to deal with newsletters. Um, but because I've heard her before, and I know I can watch this later, I'm going to go to the, the Keeping a Series interesting one instead. Then you get to a, a one where I'm not really sure if any of these matter. So I signed up for the Cozy Mysteries one because I want to write a cozy mystery at some time in the future. I've got an idea. I've, I've mapped that out a little bit, but it's not going to be for another year or two. Um, yeah. The other options during that time were the, the Destructive Pursuit of Perfection with Christine Catherine Rush, who I believe is married to Dean Wesley Smith. Um, that's a lot of names in their family. And um, I, I don't I don't know if this is interesting to me or not. I'm going to wait and watch the video later. Um, customer Relationship Management. I don't know. If, that, that one's full, and I'm not sure I'd go to it anyway. And then book covers. When it comes to book covers, I don't know if I'm supposed to like know about book covers because somebody else does it for me and I just trust what they say. Um, and mm-hmm. I've seen other people talk. I watched Stuart Bache, who's like the top of it right now, talk about it in Edinburgh. So I'm either going to go to Cozy Mysteries or I'm just going to go find a quiet place and sit for for 45 minutes and not and not do anything. Um, maybe well, if they're going to record them, you can watch them later. Right. And I believe all of these are recorded. There's a few that aren't, but most of these are. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Then at 4.15, we have um, – guy by the name of John Truby, who's been around for a long time. I saw him at Edinburgh. Um, he's doing something called Story Rescue Workshop. And this is really interesting to me. Um, basically, it means your story's kind of getting away from you or you're struggling with it. This is how you rescue it. And I really haven't had that problem yet with what I've been writing, but I like the idea of learning about it just in case. Um, I feel like the story grid helps with that too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So um, that's my Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, I'm really excited because I signed up to do zip lining with about 25 different authors. Um, and that's going to be over over uh, Frontier Street, Old Vegas. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, that'd be really fun. And then there's something going on at 8 o'clock. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But if we make it back in time, I might go hang out with whatever that was. I'd, I'd have to look at the sheet again to see all, all the different get-togethers, what was going on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. But I may do that. Or I might just be so tired that I go to bed. I don't know yet so okay so then we get to thursday it's another eight to five day um and i'm starting out no okay so this is something that i changed yesterday this was on my to-do list yesterday i was listening to mark uh mark dawson's podcast friday he was talking to uh or james blatch was talking to someone oh he was talking to um sarah painter she does a, an author, a podcast called that i believe it's the the nervous writer podcast i think that's what it's called i met her in um edinburgh she's really nice and one of the things that they talked about was having a business mind. And up until this year, when I finally had a book published, I didn't really care about that. And I realized that, you know, I'm spending these money on ads. I'm not keeping track of the money that I'm putting out there. I'm not treating it like a business yet. So I need to find a business class to take. I had originally signed up for the Keywords and Publisher Rocket talk 
in in the Samstown live room, but I'd seen that before. And again, it's taped, so that's fine. At the same time, Joe Solari was doing a business 101 course. And I've seen Joe Solari talk before. I like him. Um, so I decided to switch over to the business 101 course um, and and um, t- listen to that. And maybe it'll start to get me to treat this more like a business than I have been. I'm, I'm not treating it like a hobby. I do want it to be some at some point be an actual career. But Right now, I'm not doing all the stuff that that I bet you probably would be really good at that I'm not good at in terms of like keeping track of all the money you've spent and what you've taken in. Yeah, well, I have a business degree, so I think it it just comes to me a little bit more naturally. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that at all. So, um, so in the same room at 8:45, there's something called research for marketing. Um, this was kind of a. I, it's. I think the reason that I'm doing it is because it's got Chris Fox and it's got Dave Chesson, and I like those guys, so I get to see them. Um, talk about how they do research for not research for their book, but research for actual marketing, which again, that ties back into the business thing. Um, which a lot of what I'm doing today on the, on the last day is business related, especially in the morning. So uh, at the same time, there was something called the anatomy of story put on by John Truby, but I saw that in Edinburgh. So I figured I didn't need to see, you know, it's, it's probably the same presentation. There's also one called organizing and scheduling that I'd kind of like to go to. But in the end, I chose this research for marketing. And again, that because they're mm-hmm. recorded, I can watch them later. Yeah. Um, at 945, we've got something called bootstrapping. I've seen um, Barry Hutchinson do his bootstrapping talk. This is by Kevin Tumlinson, who is like one of the big wigs at draft to digital And I love draft to digital So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see what he has to say about boots, bootstrapping, meaning, you know, how to how to succeed with spending as little much time, uh, budget, you know, all the different resources you have, maybe you don't have much time. And I really don't have a lot of time during the week because of my work schedule then. Um, and I'm going to start working out again. I'll get to that next week. And, um, so there's a lot of different, um, things that I think I can learn business wise. The fourth one that morning is called brand building. So again, the, the things that are going on that day are at that time are editing, asking better, better questions of your editor. Well, my editor is awesome. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, and then something called from author to empire, which I believe is like, here's how you become super good at this. And um, mm. I'm not there yet, but the brand building I think is where I'm at. This is something that um, I'm still learning how to do, how to build my brand. Uh, there are some names in there like Shane Silvers and Mallory Cooper that I recognize. Um, so I, I'm interested in, in seeing what they have to say about how to build a brand. Yeah. Make sure you bring uh, some notes back. You know, when it comes to notes, the first year I did this, I was really good at it. Like I took a ton of notes, but that's because every table had a place where you could set up a laptop and my, you know, my handwriting is God awful. So, um, I don't know. Last year I didn't take very many notes. I put my notes in my phone last year on my little notepad thing. And I got back yeah. to my room or I got back from Vegas, I would then write them down somewhere else. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do yet in terms of taking notes um, because you can watch the videos over and over again. I don't, oh, yeah, that's yeah, I don't know. But I think I might go today. I've been thinking about this the last couple of weeks. I may go today when I go to write. I might stop at Best Buy and look into a tablet, um, something that I might be able to write on and it turns it into actual, um, you know, like like you typed it. Um, mm-hmm. or, or I might just look into something where I can type really fast. Um, instead of using my phone, I haven't decided about this yet. I'm still, I'm gonna look at and see what Best Buy has in terms of tablets. I'm not going to spend a lot of money. Um, if I can find a, a nice tablet for like a hundred bucks, I might actually buy one today and that would actually be a place yeah. where I take notes. So maybe yeah. I'll do it. What I would probably do is do it, do it in a Google doc. So what I could probably do is just share that Google doc to you. Uh, 
Yeah. And then you can see it if you want to look at it while I'm doing it or just whenever you can see it. Mm. Well, if I want to go back and listen to the the talk, I can look at your notes at the same yeah. time. Okay. Then you have lunch. And then after lunch, I'm back in Samstown for the rest of the day, which makes me really happy. I'm comfortable there. It's not, it's a gigantic room. It's not tiny and I'm not, I don't have to sit really close to people, which I like. Mm. Um, I'm going to watch my second video on blurbs. So this was a tough one for me also. There's something um, called police procedural uh, hosted by Patrick O'Donnell, who's a retired policeman who got into writing. He wrote a book about um, like, policeman stuff for writers type book. Um, I kind of wanted to go to that because I have sections of my books where the police are involved, but I, I really need to concentrate more on how to sell this thing. So I'm going to the blurb ad alignment. This is my second one on blurbs. Uh, this one's hosted by Brian Cohen. That's the other reason I'm going. I really like Brian Cohen. So there's the two Brian's that we talk about. Um, mm -hmm. And then after that is one that I'm really, really looking forward to. It's called writing better fight scenes. This is the first time that they're going to have something like this there. Um, it's put on by Michael Massey. I don't know who that is, um, but I'm assuming he's written really good fight scenes. So I'm very excited to see that. And then at the end of the day, there's a final panel where you can, it, what they'll do is they'll bring up everybody who spoke on stage and then you, there's a microphone and you can ask anybody anything that goes for an hour and a half, hour and 15. And then there's a wrap up and it's all done at 430. I'm already losing my voice like right now. I can't imagine what it could be like <laughs> next week. So I don't have anything scheduled right now for Thursday night. Um, Brown Steelers play. I was, I was going to go to the sports book the entire time and watch that. But over the past few weeks, I'm down on football and it really would make sense to continue my networking and not worry about the Browns losing to a team that's not as good as them and being frustrated and annoyed <laughs> yet again. So um, yeah. I'm probably going to try to find something to do. Like I said, hopefully I can be a hanger on with some people that I've met or there's, I can just walk into a bar and sit down and do my little trick and people will come to me. Um, be the hanger on. You know what I need? I need to put out candy like Pam does at her desk in oh, the hopes that I can go. get people to come over and I'll be, can I, can I get some candy? Sure. What's your writing? You know, maybe I can do something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's my Thursday. And then I fly home Friday morning. Um, quick, funny story. On Friday, I was sitting here going through my list of things to do on my day off. And I decided I wanted to stay an extra day. I switched my flight. Didn't cost me anything. I added an extra room onto my hotel, cost me $130. And then an hour later, I realized I had planned Saturday night back here in Ohio that I really wanted to do for, for a lot of different reasons. And I had to then change my flight back and that cost me money and cancel the hotel room. And that didn't cost me money. So there was a brief oh, window where I was staying an extra day, but now I'm not staying an extra day anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my schedule for this week. Um, Monday, I'm doing my normal work day. I'm going into work, um, writing. I don't think it's going to be two hour lunch because I'm going to leave for the airport, maybe around 430. And then when I get to the airport, I'll probably sit and write some more because I'll have a, a pretty good amount of time. I was thinking about doing yoga, but I wouldn't leave the building until six and my flights at 815. I get to the airport at like 645. Oh. That's just, you know, I'm one yeah. of those people that would rather get to the airport four hours early than get there just as they're boarding. It, I, I get anxious. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in Vegas. Saturday morning, I'm going to write like normal. Um, and then I have the, the murder mystery dinner with a bunch of people from work in the evening. That's going to be really fun. And then Sunday, I, again, I'm, I'm never sure what I'm going to do on Sunday. I've been writing on Sundays as I've been down on football, but there's a point if the Browns start winning again, I could be right back on that bandwagon. So who mm -hmm. knows what I'm going to do Sunday, but even if I'm home, I'm going to do something author related. 
And uh, yeah. that is that is my news. I'm sorry, that is and my schedule week. and my week. And I really talked a lot. <laughs> and I was looking at an email. You can find them both. I was looking at an email that just came in as I was talking, and my my brain went crazy. So that's um, yeah, that's where we're at. Well, tomorrow I'm going to do zero writing. I have six classes in the morning. Um, the first one's at 3 a.m., done at 7. Kian is off school for Veterans Day. Oz has a vet appointment to have his eye looked at. Um, you know, he's he's had these eye drops for a week, so we need to go make sure that they're working. And I'm going to need to take a nap at some point because getting up at 2.15 a.m. is not conducive to a full day of parenting, so I'll need a nap. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday, I have a couple of classes in the morning, but they're not super early. So I probably won't need a nap. I'll be able to spend most of the day writing. Um, Thursday, the only thing I have during the day is I'm going to go eat lunch with Key and they have their Thanksgiving with your student, um, on Thursday. So I'm going to go do that. Um, other than that, I'm just going to keep plugging away at draft two. Uh, mom's supposed to get moving on chapter six Tuesday while she's at your house dog sitting, um, so not only will I be working on draft two of my own revisions, but I'll be able to work on her edits as well. Um, and that's basically my week. Just, you know, this full-time writer thing, it, it, it sounds kind of boring because it's like, well, I have this, that, and that, but then I'll be writing. So it's not nearly as exciting as your life. Well, I mean, I'm again, I'm a year ahead of you too. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's true. next year at this time, you'll have, hopefully have a book published, and you'll be like working on the Hopefully second one and you'll be like learning about advertising and, and you'll be packing for Vegas because it's 10 through 12 next year. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping actually to have five books out this time next year. Cause I want to rapid release the first three. So we'll see. Um, good luck. <laughs> I was I a big dreamer too when I was doing this. <laughs> I know. We'll just see how it goes. Cause I feel like I'm getting better, you know, with this first book, I'm getting better. So when I go to write the next ones, it won't be as daunting. Okay. So that's my, that's my plan. Okay. Um, I guess that's all I have for this week. Um, do you have anything else? No. Huh? All right. Well, it. thanks for listening. Um, if you want to contact me, uh, jerryevanoff.com is my website. It's a little bit different than it was last week at this time, but not much. I'm getting there. Um, you can find me, Jerry, at jerryevanoff.com. That's where you can email me. I'm on Twitter at jerryE25. Uh, I'm on Snapchat somewhere. I think if you just search my name, you'll find me. Um, this week will be week four of my Snapchat um, cooking show. But oh, because yes. I'm going to Vegas, yes, what's that? I'm looking forward well, to because it. I'm going to Vegas this week. I'm not going to cook like some big meal that I'm going to feed myself for the whole week. I do have an idea of what I might do though. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm pretty sure on Snapchat it's Jugdish1925, which is a Seinfeld reference, but I'm not sure. So I think if you just search my name, you'll find me. Um, my mm -hmm. avatar has um, a picture of me as a cartoon with blonde hair and glasses, which is kind of what I look like right now anyway, because I got I was going to say that yeah, looks exactly yeah. like you. Except you don't look like a cartoon in real yeah, life. Kind of. Um, and then um, I'm on Instagram. I think it's Jerry E25 there. Um, if you if you were to follow me on Instagram, you would be completely and utterly underwhelmed because I never post on there. I think I've done it twice. <laughs> and it's basically just buy my book, which isn't the way to go. Um, if you want to Facebook friend me, you can. Just search my name. I think there's a picture of me kissing a dolphin in my um, – 
in my profile. Don't accidentally friend my dad. Oh no, it's me with a pink shirt standing with the North Sea behind me in Skyland. Um, don't accidentally friend oh, my yeah. dad because he won't have a clue what you're t- what you're talking about. Well, he's Jerry D, and I, you're just Jerry yeah. Evanoff. He's Jerry D Evanoff. So yeah, so that'll work. Um, those are all the places you can find me if you want to find me. And if you want to uh, find me, you can go to lindsayevanoff.com. And just a quick note, my name is spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, not E-Y. So lindsayevanoff.com. You can email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash author. Instagram, at author, And Twitter, evanofflindsay. Um, yeah, if you have any advice on this blurb thing, please email me because I'd be interested in knowing what you have to say. And also, um, like I said before, we're going to link uh, the the merch page in, um, in, the, in the show notes. So feel free to click on that. Check it out. If you, if you see something you like, order, order, order. I won't be sad about that. And if you like our podcast, give us a review on your podcast page. And until next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the New Author Podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, check out Jerry's website at www.jerryevanoff.com.